Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Lions with it, second and goal from the eight, down six, but on the move. Chris, working from the gun, looks out to the right, now checks out that Viking defense. Takes the snap, back to pass, looks right, got Case in the end zone, touchdown, Detroit Lions! That's it, packs the bag, starts the plane, this game is over. How big is that? And now it's time to start the Detroit Lions podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now... The guys people are talking about when they discuss monkeys and footballs. Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 269. I am your official host. I guess it's the official Detroit Lions podcast, right? I am your official host and dashing host, Chris. <laughs> With me is a good friend, Case. How you doing, brother? <laughs> good, Chris. Had that uh, new... Uh the new graphics look amazing. Um, I do want to say, I think, I think maybe you put in a lot of work for nothing though, because I'm, I'm going to make a proposal that we switch this to a beer podcast, given that there is absolutely nothing to talk about. So well, I could get, I'm done with beer. Beer's okay. Uh, we can do something with that. I'm feeling it. We resisted it before, but you know, we have, we have, we've only resist so long. <laughs> we've resisted a lot of things in our time. Haven't we um, got a lot to talk about today? Lions wise, um, we've got, let's see, uh, fantasy football's coming. We'll talk about that. Uh, we've got a mailbag of a couple questions. We'll also take questions out of the chat, maybe a phone call or two with some questions as well. Um, we've got an upcoming special, special episode. Uh, we've got a schedule. We're going to talk about the training camp party. We're going to go a little bit around the division in a, in a, in a short little circle. We've got that. We've got a whole lot more coming up. Case, are you ready to go, my man? I am. Bubbles up, buddy. Oh, God. Why don't you just hop to it? Let's kick this Hop off to and it. break yeah. it down. Oh, that's terrible. It's terrible. This is what happens. Uh, a couple of months of quarantine, everyone's worried about putting on weight. It isn't the food weight, it's the liquid weight, right? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> All right, a couple of quick announcements first. Check us out and help us out on the Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from... Guam. That's right. Of course, the very first donor, Mathis, and Brian B. from I Prevail. What's up, Brian B.? Iprevailband.com. Uh, sweet, sweet new video came out two weeks ago. Make sure you check that out. It's good stuff. Love those guys. You're putting out good stuff. Uh, they all join us on our Slack chat, the private place for chat, which we started a fantasy football league, a dynasty league for the Slack folks amongst the the Slack. I saw that. Yeah. A little good time for us to hang out. We may, if there's enough people like to do it, we'll maybe do a second one or whatever. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. Um, case, maybe you and I can co co-chair that team a little bit. And uh, I don't want to hurt him too bad, sure, so I can sure. bring you in to help take us down, right? Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. 
Gotta use an anchor sometimes. Yeah, yeah, just to make people want to come back. Anyway, you become a Patreon member, you get access to that Slack, and uh, I'll be I'll be honest with very little lines. There's a lot of the talk has been in some of the other channels about some of the other stuff, uh, but there's great conversation, great people. Um, I got to tell you, the little bar- barrier of putting like a dollar in the way gets rid of the trolls and the slag and the other stuff that wants to join into that kind of thing and give people a hard time. It is the most intelligent chat on the internet with the Lions and really any of the other channels as well. Uh, Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. If you go there, you sign up, donate as little as a dollar a month. A little bit more is great too. Anyone that does that, that's all fine. But as little as a dollar a month will get you in. You get access to the Slack and the chat and everything else. Case, Riz, I'm there. It's a good, good conversation. Uh, Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Support the podcast and help keep us doing this for free. For you. <laughs> Give us a like on Facebook. Facebook.com. The new Facebook. It's alive and well. We're checking it all the time, doing stuff there, making it more active and inter- interactive. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions Podcast. Instagram, Detroit Lions Podcast. And on the Twitter machine at DET Lions Podcast. DET Lions Podcast. The very best place to see the Case Master. As the fifth member of the Beatles. Yeah, no, it looks good. I like your background here. This is worth, this is a YouTube version worth watching, I gotta say. Uh, subscribe <laughs> on that YouTube now that I haven't mentioned that. See what I did there? <laughs> they call it a segue in the business. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Get in there. You can hit the notification bell so you know when we go live. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit of our, about our schedule here, and I'm going to do a little couple vlogs in the, in the middle of the actual shows with information as it breaks from the Lions and as we start putting stuff together at our party and some of the other stuff that we got going on. Uh, you'll get there. you get those notification, notifications and know when we are live and you know when we get new stuff up. Rate us, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you find us. We love those ratings. Remember, those are forever. So five stars is much, much, much appreciated. And uh, if you want to give us a review that's a little, maybe not perfect, maybe not five stars, maybe Case needs a shave or or Chris is just a little off that one time, let us know. Let us know in the subreddit, though. Do it there. In the uh, we're, We've always got to post at the top of the subreddit. Just go in there. Let us know what you think, and we'll absolutely work with you to figure out what it is to make the show better. It's the community show, and do your part. Own your part. There in the subreddit. It was called via Skype. Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. Detroit Lions Podcast. Or call us on the Lions line. 929-335-4667. 33-Lions. It's 929-33-Lions. Leave a message. You get a chance to hear yourself on the show. Let's do this. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit. I did that. I got that out. I can now take a sip of alcohol. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is fantasy football. It is on the menu. R- Case, what do you think? Are you a fantasy football fan? Or are you just yeah, kinda... yeah. No, I you know I won the league with the uh, mods and f- former RNFL mods last year. I'm I'm feeling pretty good about about how I did, and I'm ready to roll that into another successful season. So I did last year. I did something I don't do. I uh, I finished one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Generally, I come out of the gate pumping right until the playoffs, and I'll lose the first game of the playoffs, and then be frustrated at the end. It's like having a boil over, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and I'm not talking at the stove. Uh, so. <laughs> You get there, you get down. This time I kind of limped into the playoffs and I fought my way up into third place. One win, I could have been into that final goal, but that was okay. It was a good time and well fought, and uh, I was in the money. I was finally in the money. It was nice. I was I was first place the other two, the pre- previous two years that we did that, 
until the playoffs and choked out week one. Just went and I, the one of my neighbors house kicked his dog. It's horrible. All right, so um, we got fantasy football. It is our biggest fundraiser of the year. This helps us pay for the servers, the bandwidth, the all that disk space, uh, the equipment, uh, our creative crowd, cloud subscriptions, all the stuff we need to keep this thing going. We really, really work this out with you guys and um, appreciate everyone who takes place. We will have the page go up on the website here very shortly, uh, probably within the next week to get people signed up to play. Um, it's a 50-50 deal, right? So half of the money goes into the prize pool, half the money helps support the podcast. Again, we thank everyone very, very much who who plays. We're going to, we had three rounds of money last year and two rounds of t-shirts. I think we're going to do that as well this year. So um, get in, get on board, play against Case, play against me, see what it, if you got what it takes. Look, if Case can come out on top of the RNFL mod pool, right, He's really he's passed, he's passed a low bar. He, he he should be able to at least come in like fifteenth. No, we don't have that many people in the league, right? <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing fantasy and we're doing pick 'em just like before, and we'll do a big money pool and a smaller money pool just so people can get in if they want to just do it as like a little side bet, a little fun. So anyway, like I said, great fundraiser for us. We appreciate everybody who supports the show along the way. This is a great. We try to do everything we do. When we try to do fundraising for the show, we try to do it in a way that you can either have fun or you're getting something out of the deal. We don't just straight, you know, uh, sell something that's, that's that's nothing or do straight fundraiser kind of stuff like that, right? It's it's trying to we always look try to look for value for you guys along the way. So this is one that's a lot of fun. It's you know a good fifteen weeks of fourteen weeks of of action plus the draft ahead of time and smack talk in between. So that you get a lot out of this. This is a lot of fun. So thanks up every thanks everyone for who joins us on the fantasy football. Okay, so did you have anything else you wanted to say? Like uh, any kind of challenges you wanted to throw out? Or anything? <laughs> we can play. No, back I, in I did. I did have. Uh, I, I sadly just due to the um, uncertainty of the world at the moment, I did decide to postpone my uh, idiots league that I was going to run for um, friends and family members who have literally have no interest in, in the NFL. I was going to run a, an idiots league this year um, and just have them all draft and uh, see what happened. The, you know, the chaos was going to be entertaining, but uh, we're postponing it for a year. We'll do it next year. Not one. There's enough chaos, but the, the downside to this case is, it seems like there's a lot of easy to identify idiots out there right now. <laughs> We're really missing out. So. I was really looking forward to it. I really was. Like, it, it, I'm very excited about it. I'm still excited about it. It's just going to have to wait till next year, I think. Okay. So, All right. All right. So we're going to get into the Q&A here. We're going to start out with that. Um, not a whole lot of breaking news. I mean, there was there was the signing of Julian Aquara. Uh, important for him, important for the team, all that. But it was a given, right? Inevitable. It was... It was we don't need to, you know, people yeah. freak out about it every year, but it's, you know, there, there's what, maybe an average of one player in the entire NFL who has held out maybe less than an in average the, of one the new CBA, over the last, yeah. you know, 10 years. So yeah, yeah. The CBA before that, maybe, but not anymore. So, I mean, there's guys that have quotas for articles they have to do. So they're, they're thankful right. that that came through and they could write one or two out of that one. But uh, get on it, Jeff. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff. Oh, and Jeff's not here today. We apologize. He's uh, he, he, he weathered some storms and his internet took the, the night off on him. So he's uh, he's host. All right. Uh, big, let's get into the Q and a, we got a submission from Greg Martin. <clears throat> let's see here. Sorry. I got a little something in my throat today. Greg Martin asks, so we know Quinn obviously has a certain type of wide receiver he likes. Lean. Oh, wait, they didn't put that part. He's curious as to our thoughts as to why that is. 
Do contested catch guys play better to Stafford's strengths? Or is it more because these type of guys run block better than speed wide receivers? Case, I'll pose that to you. I have I have opinions on that. Um, not rehearsed, but they I, I have opinions on that. But I want to let you go ahead and spit your thoughts first. Well, first of all, I think we're looking at a very limited sample size of wide receivers. Um, you know, you've got maybe five guys that Quinn has brought in with any expectation of producing. And that's just not a lot. Um, I do think, I, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't agree that there is some I value to the thought that the contested catch guys work really well with Stafford. I just think that he's gone after the guys who were really good. And if there had been a guy that he felt was valuable at the spot they picked, instead of taking Quentin Cephas, who is, you know, another um, contested catch type player in theory, as opposed to that, if there had been a speedster or a technician at that spot, I think he would have, I, I don't think he wouldn't have gone that direction. I think that's just a, that was the guy they had highest on their board. And there were probably other players that had they picked other places in the draft would have been higher or, you know, would have been the value at those places. So I think it's an overrated um, concept. I don't think it's as important as some fans think it is. It's, easy to look at, you know, a few players and draw, you know, long-term conclusions. But I, I think that a lot of that is just circumstance. Sure. Let me, let me push a little too. Um, I agree. I don't disagree with you at all, actually, that, um, that he took the best player available to fill the, the needs that we had at that point. Right. There's, I don't think that's, that's obviously something that any decent GM would probably do. I think though, <clears throat> we value wide receivers a little less. Yeah, I know. I would than, agree with that too. Than other machine, uh, other machines, other uh, teams, and I think the needs we had at so many other positions superseded the need for mm-hmm. wide receiver early to get you some of those quicker guys. Now, with that being said, the question about contested catch guys playing better to Stafford's strengths, I think Stafford can carry guys who do well in the contested catch situation kind of like the Stafford windows idea, right? Okay, I've got a small place to put it in. I can do that because I'm Matthew Stafford and I'm a beautiful human being and a gorgeous man. Can I just, as a sidebar, we can talk about this later, but it just hit me uh, like in the last week that he resembles Elon Musk. And once you see that, yeah. you can't I unsee it. it. Yeah. Oh my yep. God, it's it's uh, like, like, ah. But anyway, uh, that being said, um, those guys are guys that Stafford can can make look good or can work with or can find success with. So it's not as important. I don't want to say not as important, but it's not one of the primary things. That speed thing is the primary thing that Bob Quinn is looking for or or even Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia or Daryl Bevel. God, why am I having time with those names? Aurora Warrior. Okay. Those are guys that they don't seem to uh, – they, they know that Matthew Stafford can do it with. Now here's the big trouble, right? What happens with Matthew Stafford, right? You you have a, a real difficulty if he gets injured this year, and and you're now starting to look for that other sta- that other player because the wide receiver may suddenly become a hot item for you as a team, right? That may change. But the reason we have the wide receivers that we do and the skill set that we do, I think, is strictly because of what Matthew Stafford can do and how they fit with him on this team. I mean, I agree 
on some level, but I also think he look what he did with Marvin Hall, you know, a guy who's not probably making half the rosters in the league. Mm-hmm. And and all Marvin Hall has is speed. Right. And, and and I'm not suggesting that Marvin Hall had a, you know, was an incredible receiver, but Stafford clearly took advantage of the situation when he was able to get deep open. And I think, you know, in a perfect world, they'd love to have a guy like, you know, a Tyreek Hill uh, or play not necessarily the dude himself, right. but Anybody uh, would, it, right. somebody with that skill set. I think they'd be able to take advantage of that, but it's not it, just saying that you'd like to have that kind of player and actually finding that player either in the draft or, or in free agency is, I mean, that's so much easier said than done. Where was, um, he, where was Hill drafted at? Do you know what round? I, I don't remember. I don't remember at all. I want to say third or fourth, but yeah, I, yeah. We're, and I we, we haven't, where, when's the last time we, we drafted a wide receiver that high? Kenny Galladay, right? He was yeah, third. third. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we just have it. Those kind of guys aren't available when we're drafting wide receivers. Yeah. And yeah. I don't think we find that as a problem if we're Bob Quinn. No, and I agree. Um, I, I will say I do actually, I'm not sure we've actually talked about this. I love Quentin Cephas as the uh, potential guy that we used to use Anquan Bolden as. Um, that was Anquan Bolden's season in Detroit was one of my favorite things I've seen out of uh, the way we've used wide receivers. And obviously a lot's changed. You know, the, the offensive line is completely different. The, the offensive coordinator is completely different. The head coach is different, you know, like there's so much different, but Stafford is still there and Stafford knew how to use Anquan Bolden. And if Cephas is able to be that kind of player, that's, that's what I'm excited for him as I'm excited for his potential in the slot. I'm not necessarily excited for his potential as a white uh, outside wide receiver there you go all right good question all right um for those that that came in and, and the folks that um watch this on the youtube afterwards we, we had a new opening video um montage we put together would love to get your your feedback on that in the comments so if you have some time just just hit us up in the comments let you know what you, let us know what you think about it we've got another piece i'm adding to it this week but um little bit of stuff and we got the new background here if you guys give us some comments on the in the chat or on the uh in the comments themselves i think we'd love to know what you think of the the, the new look we're kind of knocking some of the dust out of the workshop as they say all right let's see um another question here this one's from brandon kerr you may have heard of him he's our, our best friend from the show ozark mm-hmm. um don't kill me brandon <laughs> Do you think that Swift and Johnson can be as good as what the Vikings had last year with Delvin Cook and their other running back who has moved on? Madison. Yeah. Oh, 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 no, no. Um, I mean, Madison looked pretty good too, but who moved on from them? I don't remember. Um, we'll catch that in the chat. In the chat. Yeah, but. and Abdullah's still there. Yeah. You know, but he's fielding kicks, right? Yeah. 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 That's his role. Um, and and then really, later, but, really, yeah. really deep on the uh, <laughs> on the, the the running back charts there. I mean, I absolutely, absolutely, because I think Carryon Johnson, and this might be sound homerish, but I think Carryon Johnson is almost as good as Dalvin Cook is uh, when they're healthy. They both obviously have that issue mm-hmm. of staying healthy. Uh, I think Carryon Johnson is, and not not in the same way that Dalvin Cook is, but in in lots of ways, I still think that he is 
you know, the injury issue has taken focus away from him. But when he's healthy, we've seen some really impressive things from him, uh, both, you know, in, even in the preseason and, and in training camp. Um, and it's unfortunate. It's so unfortunate because he's one of my favorite players we've drafted. Um, and this seems to be a running theme with the Lions. You know, I, I love the wide, the running backs that we draft. I loved best. I even like really liked LaShore. I was so in love with that combo. And then injuries happened and neither of them was able to be what we wanted them to be. Uh, we, we've just seen it time and time again. And uh, unfortunately, carry on is just the latest in, in the string here. Yeah. And so uh, there's almost, um, almost a direct correlation with carry on and, and Delvin Cook. Um, but at least, but at least, hey, but at least Swift doesn't have that background the way so many of our other running backs have had that background. So that gives me hope. And I do think Swift is a really talented back. I do think he was the best back drafted in this year, even if you want to say that it was not a strong running back draft at the top of the at the top end. Mm-hmm. But I, I think he has plenty to show. And and I think that our run game already even under Bo Scarborough for a good chunk of last year looked improved. And I think between those two guys splitting carries, I definitely could see us being at least, at least an average, if not above average rushing team in terms of uh, yards per rush and in terms of yardage and in terms of all the metrics you want to look at when you're looking at what makes a valuable run game. And I, I, this, it would not surprise me in the least if this is the first year since, you know, what Reggie Bush that we have a semi-competent run game. The first year of Reggie Bush, not later when he started dropping everything that got thrown his way. Yeah. So what I was saying, uh, I think there's a good (laughs) analogy between Delvin Cook and Kerryon Johnson on the injury front. I feel like Delvin Cook is a little bit better of a back. Um, I just just feel like he's got a little bit of an edge over over Kerryon. I think Swift brings a, a, a whole new ball game. Um, the the lack of injury history just is really really heartening. I feel good about that. But what I think we have in our running back room is that second level running back, the the Bo Scarborough, mm-hmm. the Ty Johnson, right? Even mm-hmm. Huntley, right? Mm-hmm. I think we have some guys here, and we have a whole different world of running backs in Detroit this year, and. Um, this to me is is a spectacular turn of events. This gives Daryl Bevel some tools that he didn't have, and has needed. Uh, if he's running his old offense, right? If he's if he's if he's running, it doesn't look like he is. It seems to be what he's running something different. But to have the reliability in the run game that you can get that first down on third and three, to have the reliability on the run game that you're not a pass first predictable yeah. offense, all those things. Absolutely. So what does that mean? When you can open up the box, get those guys some room, yeah, now they can move like that. And that's the thing. Our, our The running backs we've had have, have, have been facing very easy coverage uh, from 103-man oh, yeah, boxes 100%. and an inability 100%. to get out of there. They're going to just look better naturally because um, things have changed. So uh, I think this is really good for the offense as a whole, and I think our running backs overall have definitely improved, and that's going to help not only the the running backs and how they look, but the whole team. I would say if there's one particular area that I'm most optimistic about this year, it is the run game. Um, and, and I know that a lot of Lions fans listening to this will say, yeah, I've heard that before a million times, and I agree. I have too, um, but I... I th- I think it's hard to ignore that what if- already we were seeing things improve last year 
and we've put a whole lot more resources into it. So what if, you know, we've been, we've been talking about that for a long time. What if one time this Lions team exceeded <laughs> expectations? Okay. Not, 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 as mad as even already, but just think about it. Oh God. Oh, careful. Think, no, no, is... no, 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 no. I mean, I'm a little bit in fantasy land and I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get people too crazy here, but just, I mean, event, you know, we talk about regression to the mean eventually, you just have to stumble into being good because you've stumbled into every right. way you can find to being bad, right? I mean, oh, we've seen we've seen yeah. lots of other teams stumble into being good for imagine, a season or two. Imagine you know? if you have a running back set that that I mean that just exceeds, right? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what the difference if it would have been last year that something like that happened? The difference would have been if Matthew Stafford had gotten hurt. The difference to the the outcome of of, of games if Matthew Stafford maybe has to yeah, miss absolutely. the last five minutes of a game, and we have a running game that the the the, the chase can can uh can rely on that's that's big stuff that's that's important stuff to this team that really 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 uh puts us in an interesting place so um i think this i think this 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 running back change up in this running back room makes a huge huge change for this team i think also the the line the the that we've set up this this offensive line i think we look really good on the right side the road graders i think um what bob quinn has done it's taken years but that tells you about the lack of talent that this team has had you mm-hmm. know what i mean it's taken years but they've been able to build themselves into a place where you know what next year wide receiver might actually be a place that, that we're looking to draft again i mean it's been a while but right, we right. a lot of capital I there think it's, a lot of years i think it's row. like <laughs> it's gonna have to be i mean it's gonna have to be a spot they address in the offseason next offseason just because there's no way they're keeping all three of kenny and marvin and amandola not that you and and as much as i love amandola i think you know that that's an easy move on situation um but the other two is you know that's that's it's going to be real tough, especially dependent on salary cap issues. So yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. So I think there's a there's a lot to lot to look at. And if you look at look, it doesn't matter where you are in the Quinn and Patricia train, whether you love them or hate them, they've definitely, with how things look right now, set us up for the next year and the draft. And you know, you're looking at you need a quarterback at some point. You know, is is it next year? I don't know. Is it the year after? I don't know. The year after that? I hope not. Right. But now you're looking at wide receivers and you're getting guys in the in the NFL that, that could be top receivers. And you've put yourself in a really, really good position if they're in charge or whoever's in charge next. And I and I, I like that idea. I really, really like that idea that this team has been improved and put into a place where we have both depth and talent across the board. So that's good. All right. Um, let's see. Go to the next questions. Um, none in the chat yet. We got a lot of good conversation, but um this one was the one that came across, and um, Riz wanted to be here for it, but um, those, like I said, the storms killed them. What beer would signify each team in the NFC North, and why? I thought that was a good one. I thought it was good. I didn't, I didn't like cheat and think ahead or anything like that on this. But <laughs> I, wanted to think- I just started brainstorming like two minutes before we started the show on it. I, I've got a couple. I've got a couple that fit. I think okay, so. Okay. We can talk through and, and chat. Keep us going. Let us know. Right. This is. Uh, you know we're we're interactive with you guys here. All right, so the the one thing I want to do before we start putting attaching beers to teams is should we do the entire NFL? I think we should. It I, I we can't do it today, right? Yeah. Like I can't pull that out of my ass, but we maybe, get there. Maybe I'll throw it into like a like an article or a, a post on the site, and then we can use that to kind of talk about. And or maybe I'll get it from you guys. We'll see. We'll see how we do it. I think thirty two team beer picking would be after a while it'd get kind of boring. Uh, for listeners, but there's 
there's some there's probably some value to it. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll shake that free. Um, yeah. Let's see. Oh, ooh, that's a good one, Matt. Um, okay. So let's start uh, right before we do. Let me hit this one really quick. Um, you know, you've had a lot of pain and suffering as a Lions fan, and uh, you need you need a little something to take care of the pain. Well, we got it for you. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast. Dot com. If you're interested in trying cannabinoid oil, I cannot say any three-letter, three-syllable or more <laughs> words today, sorry. Uh, if you're interested in trying cannabinoid oil or you've tried it and are enjoying its benefits, um, this is a great way to get it and um, give a kickback to the show because when you use our, our link, they uh, they give us a kickback. Um, I Again, I've told the story. I don't want to go too deep into it, but I uh, my mother-in-law has, has some severe pain. And um, she's had a lot of different things and even tried the laser center stuff and that. And it just doesn't work. It's, it's kind of whatever. Um, so she's she's anything to get rid of the back pain. She was, there was a period where she was living with us because she couldn't walk because the pain was so bad. Literally couldn't. And is, is confined now to using a walker because the pain is so bad. And yeah. um, she's ready. I mean, you got to think. She grew up in the Reefer Madness generation. And uh, she's, you know, she's like ready to, she's like, Tell me about the CBD, right? <laughs> or maybe should I get her some more smokables? Right? <laughs> I am down again, right? Yeah, for the be reefer man. Violent and murderous and indiscriminate so, sex with. Yeah, yeah it's great. Uh, so anyway, the, <laughs> the um, I didn't want to talk about my mom in law that way. Thanks. Yeah, she's well, really, yeah, well, you you brought up you woman. brought up the movie, so. <laughs> <laughs> She's a sweet woman. Anyway, <laughs> I didn't want her to get ripped off again. She's fixed income, so I said, "Let me try this stuff." And uh, you know, because I'm old enough to have my own aches and pains to go with living. I uh, got some and <laughs> found that you know I, I'm getting some relief. Uh, this this feels good. The other thing that I've been dealing with and fighting off is is insomnia. I have a hard time getting to sleep. My sleep, oh God, my yeah. sleep hygiene is ass, um, and I just I just not good at it. Um, so I, I tried this stuff out. I, I worked, I, I liked it. I worked with it, checked it out, looked and they have a, uh, affiliate program. So we signed up, we worked with them. And, uh, now if you guys use that link, we get a kickback, helps support the show, all that stuff. But if you're interested in trying out and getting the effects of CBD oil, it doesn't give you the high, um, says according to what I've seen, you won't fail drug tests. And that's a concern for me in, in, in my work. So got to have that under the, under the belt, but I get all kinds of relief, all kinds of relief from it. Helps me out. Head on over to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Get yourself some uh, CBD and take care of yourself. Get feeling better. I know for the the workouts too, it's a great way to recover after you uh, burn up the muscles a little bit. So cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. They have Chong gummies for you and me. <laughs> they have a whole Lawrence Taylor selection. They have a ta- Tommy Chong selection. Oh, I got my own workout program. <laughs> uh, Tommy Chong selection, and then there's the regular CBDs. I just do the regular tincture oil thing. All right, there you go. Um, let's talk about what beer would signify each team in the NFC North. We've got Matt. Let's see. What did he say? Oh, he used the F word, so they censored him. I'm going to uh, – what the heck? He says the Packers – should we start with the Packers? Is that okay? No, I have a good one for the Packers. Okay. Let me start with a feedback from the from the chat on who the Packers should be, what beer they mm-hmm. should be. Matt says the uh, cheese-flavored Leinenkugel. Some, Jesus gross. <laughs> sometimes it's freaking great, but you really actually hate it, but have to admire that they made it. Hmm. Okay. 
Do you want me to go with my Packers one? Yeah, go with yours. All right. It, it's spotted cow because it's overrated as fuck. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's like it, it's only loved the way it's loved because it's limited in its distribution. Like it reminds me of Fat Tire from New Belgium. When, when New Belgium uh, started increasing their... Uh, distribution so that more places were able to get it. This was, I don't know, what, 10, 12 years ago. Everybody was obsessed with Fat Tire for a minute, but now it's thought of as like, you know, it's kind of a, you know, just a bland, like, meh. Hmm. That's Spotted Cow. If Spotted Cow had nationwide distribution, everybody would be over it. Okay. I'm gonna That's s- my personal opinion. I'm going to actually use a... And I'm talking about their flagship. I don't. I don't. I'm not talking okay. about their. I'm. I, I. I spent a lot of years, and I still do on occasion, making my own beer. Right, and and I. I absolutely nailed a clone for Sierra Nevada. Um, their their pale ale. Um, mm-hmm. I make. All, I make all kinds of different beers. I make uh, a great, um, ESB English English beer that's just you can drink it by the gallon. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I'm going to use a class and category of beers, but it's going to, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to sub it down. So I don't want folks to take this the wrong way, okay? But IPA, I'm going to go with IPA because, and specifically, relatively new small craft IPA, because it's really really hard to make good beer. Just just so you know, um, and and you guys are going to think this is crazy, but to be able to make Bud Light or Miller Light is a massive engineering genius. It's some of the hardest beer in the world to make because it doesn't taste like anything. And yeah. any process failure will add a flavor that's not supposed to be there, and especially making it consistently, right? It's it's absolutely just mind-numbingly difficult. Um, although I did do a Pilsner Quell that was, was spectacular spot on. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> lagers are very, very difficult. Um, IPAs... The thing about it is you can have a terrible process for making beer. You could you could use some dirty some dirty equipment along the way. You could be a poor brewer, but you throw enough hops in there and nobody knows the difference, right? And that's kind of where I think the Packers are. It's there's a whole lot of bad on that team, but Aaron Rodgers is the hops that covers up all that bad. So you can just pick any new small brewery who hasn't perfected their processes but is already selling it, but it's their standard walk-up and drink an IPA beer because it's not a good beer under the taste of 47 pounds yeah. of hoppy. There you go. Okay. And I love IPAs, guys. I'm not I'm not dogging IPAs. I do, that. too. That's my, that's my favorite, but I do understand where you're coming from. Okay. Okay. I've got a good one from Minnesota. Uh, I saw one come by from Minnesota. Let me let me hit that really quick. And, I, and I'm seeing you guys' questions. We'll get those out of the chat as we go on here. Minnesota is founders, strong and consistent. You can always rely on it. Uh, never bad. See, I have, I have a founders-related thing for Michigan, but that's, you know. Okay. Founders is never bad, but sometimes not the absolute best. Strong selection. Um Okay, I think that's what we got. I think that's what we got. What do you think of for Minnesota? Well, okay, so one of the up-and-coming breweries of Minnesota happens to be on my back door, you know, uh, back porch. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> it is Junkyard Brewing in, in Moorhead, Minnesota, and it is uh, yeah, your it's just a hop, skip, and a jump from where I am right now. I could be there in 10 minutes, but uh, they make really good quality beer. Um, 
overall, but they aren't the best. They aren't the best there is. And that's, I think that's an accurate, you know, analogy for Minnesota. They make, they're consistently good quality beer and, and, and interesting and fun to, fun to drink as, as opposed to fun to watch for Vikings fans, not so much for, you know, anybody else, but they, but they're not, they, they aren't anybody's peak, I think, yeah. you know? Okay. I'm a big fan of the continental brews, which is what's going to bring my, my Minnesota here. Okay. Minnesota. A little bit of Fargo going on, you, you know. Uh, <laughs> this is a, a continental beer. It's Leffa Blonde, right? Because it covers the whole Viking thing, right? Sure. Um, Leffa Blonde is a super strong beer. I almost use this one for the Packers for similar reasons. but It's a super strong beer. Um, it's a little bit of a Hefeweizen that's really strong. Um, you, you, you start to taste it, and you really, really like it, but at the end, it's a little bit disappointing. It's a good beer. It's a really, really good beer, but it's just not all that. So I'm mm, going to go with sure. a Leffa Blonde. Sure. Uh, and they'll, they'll F you up, right? They'll F you up, but it's just not not great. Not over the top great. It's not like a Chimay or something sure. like that. All right. <laughs> Let's see. We'll move on. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris C., I see you make your own wines and liquors. Uh, let's talk if you've got extra. As a matter of fact, I would like to learn to do some uh, some distillation, so... Let's chat later. Um, okay. Let's think. Um, we move on to the old Chicago. Chicago beers. What do you get from the beers? Besides a sausage, what do you I think mean, this is a tough one. This 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 was the hardest one for me. Um because I'm not as familiar with craft beer from Chicago as I am with the others. Oh, you're trying to keep it local. Okay. Right. I, I, well, I, and I, we could take it in whatever direction we want to take it, but I figured while well, you're going one way, I'll go that way. Yeah. Um, I think maybe I'll just say like two brothers uh, as, as, as a, a brewery, because I, I think I've been disappointed with everything I've, had from them. <laughs> Maybe they were great once back in 1985, but uh, nothing they, they've had for me has stood out as really that impressive. And you'd think, you would think a city like Chicago and a state like Illinois, with the pride they put into things like sausages and of that nature, that they would be a monolith, you know. Um, of craft beer, but I, they just don't have, they don't have what any of the other States in the NFC North have in terms of uh, quality, anything being, being prodigious in any one area in that fort. But, and if I'm wrong, you know, if you, if you could point out something to me that I'm missing, please historical feel free because I'm probably missing something. But They've got the historical basketball documentaries nailed. Yeah. Yeah. Last time was a good documentary. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah. Also, and, we didn't even mention old Milwaukee for Wisconsin, but you yeah, know. <laughs> they're better than that. Even Milwaukee's best, right? They're better than that. Yeah. I really like Bent River out of, out of Illinois, but okay. I mean, it's still, it's, it, it's sometimes I'm disappointed by what I get. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say this is, so I'm going to go with a style. American style mm-hmm. and again I'm going to indict a whole lot of people this is I'm going to indict 99.9% of craft breweries right now and I'm sorry folks I am a massive lover of Bavarian Hefeweizen I absolutely mm-hmm. in just 
just love I really it. like it too. Yeah, I'm um, a big fan. I, I it's just it's to me, and I like all kinds of beer, all different kinds of beer. I love love beer, love liquor, all that. Stuff. But the Hefeweizen beer is like I could sit down and just pound a twelve pack of that in an evening and enjoy the heck out of it, right? But I have been absolutely gutted and disappointed by every single American craft hef ever. They use the wrong oh, yeast. See? They use the wrong yeast. The American hef is its own style, and I get it, right? But there has not been, and I've tried tons. You can't find okay. a Francis Connor. You can't find an Andex. Okay. You can't find a Weinstefaner. And this is like the bed. This is where it started. These are recipes and breweries right, from 1516, right, 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 where you. the style began. There's a there's a character and a, and a fullness to it that, that just, they're always so... Um, so they lack the full body, you know, mouth feel. They're just sure. Ugh, they're just not. And I and, and I actually now I've just stopped trying with American crafts in the Hefe area. Love all kinds of American craft beer. Don't get me wrong, but it's just absolutely sure. I can buy that. I don't agree necessarily, but I can. I can. I definitely get where you're coming from with that. Okay, thank you. All right, so now we get to the Detroit Lions. We're building bridges, Chris. We're building bridges. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to jump off one along the way, but go ahead. <laughs> we got the Detroit Lions. Um, what beer signifies the Lions for you? Okay, so there's two possibilities. I should have said um, American half for the one, but go ahead. The, the, right. <laughs> there's the, when, it, when I'm a homer, it's Bell's Two-Hearted, which might go on the uh, hall of, uh, the, um, the Mount Rushmore of craft beer. Bell's Two-Hearted is arguably one of the greatest beers ever created um, and Michigan based bells. So, I mean, I'll, I'll go with that when I'm upset, it's anything by founders. And that's, that's because founders led me to believe that there were great things in store and then they sold out and now I can't buy any, anything they're doing. So, okay. No, that's, that's fair. I'm just going to take Matt's because I hadn't, like I said, I haven't thought of this before the show. I'm going to stick with this for now. Matt from the chat. Lions are yingling. It's better than you think, but not as good as you want. It's cheap, and sometimes it surprises you. I think that's a, <laughs> it's a good round of the end. And, and that's sure, like sure. in the heat here. I would have saved yingling for, for when, we're doing, when we're doing the NFL as a whole. I'd have yeah. put it in like. I'd, I'd, I'd have found a way to make it fit with Panthers the Eagles. But... I mean, that's here where, especially where I'm at, um, you get the, like the white cloud or whatever, right? It's okay. <laughs> but when you're sitting in a hundred degree heat and 99% humidity, you, you don't necessarily want a big bodied IPA <laughs> to, to, to hit you up, right? You're going to sweat this thing out pretty quick. So you, you don't, you want to be able to put a lot of them down without a whole lot of effect. So Yingling actually, if you're just hanging out with the guys and just drinking, um, outside at the uh, Tiki Hut, in front of the. If beach. any of you happen Yingling to be, Lions. and if anyone listening happens to ever be driving through North Dakota, and you want to bring Yingling this way, I know people who will buy it from you for about twice what you bought it for. So yeah, there you go. We don't right. get it out here. With <clears throat> that, we're gonna move on. We got a lot of good questions in the chat to get to. Let's see, Shuey fifty four. Do you think the Lions are done signing defensive free agents, or do you think they're gonna make a splash on a big name free agent? <laughs> I'm trying to remember who's left. I mean, Clowney is still out there, but that's, I, I, I cannot see that happening. No, Clowney's um, going to have a big price cut, right? 
I just don't think there's anybody out there who they could sign. Like if there's anybody out there that they signed and it was a splash deal, then they probably fucked up. Um, <laughs> I honestly think the lions and Quinn, and, and I don't mean to give too much credit where credit isn't necessarily due, but I think they're holding as much money as they can because they don't know what the cap situation is going to be like after this year. And if they hold, if they hold a lot of money and can use it, you know, next year to beat everybody, not else. fail and, and be able to do more than other teams can do. I think that's the idea. So no, I, I don't, I don't, I think they are done. I don't think there's, I don't think there's a splash signing. There might be a depth thing here and there, but yeah. Clowney is an interesting addition and would probably be the only real splash player I think left for them. Although who's the, Who's the guy that didn't just get signed? God damn, starts has a T. Name starts with a T. Um, I don't remember. I forget. Talking about. Um, anyway, um, if it isn't if it isn't um, Clowney, the only signings I can see us really looking at making would be at wide receiver or defensive tackle. Right. And I just I don't see that. anybody out there that jumps out as a big splash signing or worth yeah. any kind of big money. So as far as big splashes go, no. We may not be done, and I would see. I think training camp is going to be real interesting with injuries this year because I think a lot of guys took some time off that maybe they they shouldn't have, and um, and maybe try to do the beers around the league thing, um, but in person. Um, so I think injuries are going to be a bit of an issue this year. So we and not to rule out signing anybody else, right? Because there's going to be backfills that have to happen for everybody. So that may make or break a lot of teams this year who they can get out of these lower tier players to at least plug a hole for them. All right. Yeah, no, I agree. Adam, how you doing, brother? Um, we got a question. If Okuda needs a year as a cornerback two, and you have to rely on Trufant as CB1, does the secondary survive? Um, it's going to be difficult. So I'll, I'll tell you, if that's the situation, if he's only CB2 qual- uh, caliber and, and uh, Trufant is the guy, I think the I think the secondary survives. I think it's a weakness again, like it was. But I don't expect I just it look barring injury, I don't expect us to have problems with Okuda at all. He's just been for all this time shown the ability to be able to to do it and do it well. Um he again you can't tell because the talent he's playing against. Um but he looks easily better than Slay coming out of school. Um, I think it, what has he done in the off season is going to be the the big difference maker. What has he done here in this time off as far as working out and getting better? But the head on this kid tells me that he isn't going beers around the league, and he's he's doing the right thing to advance his career and to be the very very best he can. I think he's got a situation where uh, like Marvin Jones came in and he was supposedly replacing Calvin Johnson. Right. And the team made it really clear that he's not a replacement for Calvin. You know, Marvin is right, a replacement. Right. He's Marvin Jones. Right. Okay. Okay. And they try to lower expectations. Um, everybody right now is looking and all eyes are on Okuda and he's a replacement for Darius Slay. So I right. would, that's, that's kind of where my head's at. I agree. Okay. All right. Nothing to add. Roll on. I had to look him up. I think it's Latavius Murray. Thank you. A couple other. Okay, here we go. Sorry, it takes a little bit. 
Case uh, Matt's going to Michigan this summer via car from Seattle, so he may drop some off for you. He's a good hey, kid. nice. He's a good Perfect. guy. So uh, he'll reach out. Uh, all right, let's see. We we you know ways your situations if we hold for the fifty three man cuts and save some cash for the trade deadline. I think we go that route when we know what the team needs are. True, uh, Adam. Yeah, difficult transition with the short and off season, but his head he has him in a great shot. So cool. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Good talking to you too, brother. All right, so we're going to move on here. We'll uh, we'll take another question or two, or if we if we get him here, we'll move on to the next piece. Got to hit really quick. Uh, our friends, our good friends over at Fanatics. You ever heard of that? That's where you get your Okuda jersey. Once or twice. You get your, and it's a limited edition right now. The Okuda number one jersey is not going to hang around for long. So if you want one and you want to be rocking that three and four years from now when he's a superstar and he's like number, you know, 29 or something, whatever he is at that point, right? Um, and have him as number one and he's a superstar, that's that's going to be a fun jersey to walk around in. It's going to be one that not many people have. How do you get it? Head on over to Fanatics, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. Drop you right into the Lions store over there. You can sell some jerseys, hats, whatever. I got a new hat coming. It actually also arrived today. It wasn't here when we started doing the show. Uh, I'll rock that next week. Uh, but go on over there, fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com. A couple of extra keystrokes, but it gets you in, and everything you buy gives us a kickback. Again, we talked about it earlier. Everything we do, we try to help make sure that you get something good out of it by helping us. This is that way to help us out without costing yourself a dime. You were going to do that anyway. You were going to get your Lions gear if you use the fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com link. They gave us a kickback. And they cut into their own profits, the corporate goons, and uh, they give us the little guy, the small business, a little hand along the way. All right. Let's talk about something coming up. Our next episode, Case, it's uh, very, very special. Episode 2. 69 um i know what you're thinking but that's not why it's special we're not numerologists here okay. what what do you think i'm thinking chris i know what you're thinking <laughs> i know that you I know need, that i, I need know to explain this it's totally over my head it's totally i'm, I'm completely lost here <laughs> I'm, I'm certain you are all right so <laughs> also not just because number but the next show we do we will be five years old literally to the day uh, we'll, we'll turn five years of doing the podcast, and thank you all to your support along the way. It's been a lot of fun. Started out, I just went back and listened to chunks of episode one um, today, and how much different it is from episode 267 that we did before this one, and it's pretty crazy, man. It's pretty, pretty crazy. So anyway, yeah, five years, we'll we'll do something. We'll send do a little thing, maybe in case of buy a birthday cake or something. Uh, but we'll get something together. It's a great milestone for us. We'll be into year number six after that, starting our sixth yeah. year. And uh, we haven't killed each other it feels yet. feels like so and much we've actually longer. Met. God. <laughs> we've met and we haven't killed each other. That's really something. <laughs> we even slept in the same room. <laughs> Goes back to the episode number. All right, here we go. <laughs> also got to talk about, so the training camp party. This is on. We are doing this. We don't know what it's going to be yet. We've got a deal with uh, Governor Whitmer. We got, what is it, two days till the shutdown's over, and we can start hearing about what the phases sound like and what opening's going to look like. But I don't care if it's just grab a room at a bar and everybody show up and we kind of just drank, or we do food and things with the with the, the speakers and, and guests and all that stuff. We can do it either way. It depends what the, what the outlook is. But it's going to be sometime around... 
I just give you a little guest date here as I look at my calendar. Somewhere around July 31st, August 1st. That's usually the weekend it is. What we'll do is we'll do it. It's during training camp, so you can find time that day. If you take the day off to go down to uh, Island Park, see the, the team work out, if they allow everybody to do that. And then that night we'll have a big party and uh, we'll hang out together. And we're going to do it when there's no training camp the next day. So we can get our friends like Justin Rogers and some of the other folks in the media. Riz will be there, of course, uh, to drop sure. by and have fun. And, uh, and maybe we'll get another Dan Miller showing. And uh, maybe we'll see if we can get uh, both Dan and uh, Jim Brandstetter to show up together. That would be great. I don't think we've seen them together for a, for a bit. It'd be fun to have a little reunion with a pair of guys and have some talk. Anyway, with that, we'll uh, we'll do something. So get that weekend clear on your schedule. It's going to be likely either that Friday or Saturday. Uh, the 31st or the 1st, but it will be a party. Get it clear, and let's go have some fun, guys. I'm coming to town, and uh, for the Patreon people, we're probably going to do something the night before, uh, just a little get-together as well, and uh, do a hang and bang there. So uh, join us. That'll be a lot of cool. <laughs> uh, with that, we'll talk about our schedule a little bit. We're off next week. Uh, no show next week, so the next show we do will be the week after that, uh, which winds up being the 24th. If I'm not wrong, yeah, it's the 24th of June will be our next show, which is actually our anniversary, exactly our five-year birthday. And then we're going to go every week and then take off the week of July 6th, and then we're back on for training camp, and then the party, and the preseason, and the season, and the playoffs, and then the Super Bowl. So we will be rocking a hard time. I think uh, after that break in July, our next week off isn't until the bye week. There's one good thing about the week five bye week there, Case. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see. Um, any other questions, folks? We've got a Tigers. They took Torkelson. That's good news, right, Case? <clears throat> Say it again. The, the Tigers. They, they picked a what Torkelson. What about him? Torkelson. They picked him up. What's a Torkelson? <laughs> next time we... Next time we share a room, I'll show you. <laughs> this is a Lions podcast. I don't, I don't know shit about baseball. <laughs> I'm glad I know the Tigers are a baseball team. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, my friend. All right. This is, this is something. Um, what, okay, so any other, we got Julian O'Quire. Any other topics that we can cover here? I think this is a light week, my friend. Yeah, yeah it's no, been a, It's been good. tough. We've, we've put everything together. We, we didn't talk about Dalvin, did we? Dalvin, oh, my God. Case. <laughs> Please, please take us around the division. Oh, that's great. Such a nice little segue. Around yeah. the division case, let's talk yeah. about Delvin. Well, well okay, God. yeah, no, I mean, I don't I don't have anything about the Packers or the Bears to talk about today, but we obviously do have <laughs> one, you know, big piece of information for the Vikings, and that is that Dalvin Cook has expressed anyway at this point in time that he's planning to hold out um, through indefinitely uh, for a new contract. And what initially sounded like he was trying to get uh, Christian McCaffrey money now sounds more like uh, dare you know, uh, like a 13 million a year average as opposed to a 16 million a year in average, but it is still like it, it's turmoil for the Vikings that it's hard to see how they benefit as a team from it at all. Those and that's the, the kind of thing that's the kind of thing we like to talk about. So, those are the NFC North pain. Party lights in the background of my my scene. If you know yeah, those. that's perfect. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, that's 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 all bad. 
for Minnesota. That's uh, that's all bad because Dalvin's it's bad for Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, oh, there's yeah, there's nothing about this that's a good idea for him from, you know, if, if you're not familiar, the new CBA has and, and I, I don't know the absolute specifics of it. So um, if somebody wants to fill us in and, and, and wants us to, you know, sound better than we already do. Uh, oh, <laughs> um, God, Case. Yeah, well, <laughs> not as self-effacing as I usually am, I guess. But um, if somebody has more information, please, you know, fill us in. But the idea that I picked up was that on the new CBA, there's you don't get an accrued season if you hold out, like at all. So if he doesn't hold out, so if he holds out through training camp, in the way I read it he still under contract with the Vikings the next year. It's not like he gets to hold out a few games or anything like that. And then immediately be a free agent. He's still under contract, even though he didn't get paid. Wait, so you, it doesn't hurt the Vikings that, necessarily. If he holds out, were you telling me last year that, uh, uh, slay and snacks weren't holding out? Well, I, I mean, they weren't, <laughs> they, neither of them said they were, no. um, <laughs> Delvin specifically said he's holding out. Yeah. Like this is a this is a completely different scenario, and um, it's also a completely different CBA. Yeah, they didn't say that. You're right. He said he was holding out, but that could just be an empty threat. Slay and Snacks left it open to determination. They just weren't showing up, and right. nobody knew when they were going to show up. So they could have held out, right? They just didn't say it, right? So yeah, I guess I, they, they were holding out though. I mean, they weren't showing up at mandatory activity, so the effect is the same. Uh, whatever words you want to call and, it. I mean, you, you could way. you could see how it would have benefited the Lions last year to have the CBA as it is now, even if it's not a beneficial thing for the players. Oh yeah, to have it that way. It's definitely it's generally written when they learn from the Lions' problems, right? <laughs> or where right. the Lions? Are, right. Let's talk about rookie contract <laughs> and Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson pickups, right? I mean, God, we were we were just destroyed there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Dalvin Cook holding out. That's gonna that's gonna be interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, Don H. They can franchise him for the next three years. Um, that would be funny. Uh, Dalvin's Dalvin's in trouble. Um, yeah. Basically, this is this just basically a trade demand. Well, who's gonna pay for him? Who's gonna pay and give up anything? For him, who's gonna who's gonna pick him up with the intent of signing him to a long term contract when he hasn't spent a single season in the NFL fully healthy? This is this is I mean, among it's not that I don't understand where he's coming from. I do a hundred percent. I understand that he thinks he's you know earned something more than what he's got right now. He's earned some assurances, but it, it makes absolutely no sense. The it sucks for the players that the league is built this way. And I'm not trying to say otherwise, but the way the league is built, it makes absolutely no sense for a team to try to, you know, go after a guy who talented. Absolutely. But how can you even expect him to be there? You know, half the season at this point. So he's, uh, he's up a Creek with no paddle. And how Um, much money do they have to give him? They really don't have. Go ahead. Sorry. They don't have the money to give him, do they? I mean, whatever they give them, they would hamstring themselves for foreseeable future. Well, 
Case has been hamstrung by his internet. That's the face that you can see on the YouTube. Oh, there he is. Okay. Sorry. So, sorry. Yeah, that froze on me for a sec. <laughs> sorry about that. Yep, yep. Um, what I mean, what can they do? I mean, they don't have the money to give them. If they did, they would hamstring themselves for the foreseeable future. Right. Right. That's, right. That's they, that. There's nothing the Vikings can even do. Like, why? <sighs> I feel like Dalvin Cook got some bad advice. <laughs> maybe. But he <laughs> From may his be able, agent. He may be able to pinch something out of the Vikings, right? The ideal world starts, is... That he gets money out of them, puts them right. in a much, much worse position, continues getting injured, and they choke out of it because of it. And then the ongoing de- decline of Aaron Rodgers chokes them out. The de facto heroes of the NFC North then become the Detroit Lions. And his the only time, way, right. The only way this plays as a benefit to Dalvin Cook is if he, if his, that in, the initial like ask price is nowhere near what he'd actually settle for. Right. Because if he plays out, if he just plays out his rookie contract and tries to hit free agency, he's only going to get the market value for a guy who's had the injuries he's had. And it's not going to be that high. If he's able to get the Vikings who like him a lot and like him in their system a lot when he's around, if he's able to get a little bit more out of them than he would be able to on the free agent market then that's that's the only way this turns out as a positive for him but he's going to have to come down he's going to have to come down significantly yep yeah for him, he's absolutely. not christian mccaffrey no no he's not he's not zeke elliott no both of those guys are not only better than it they're not only better than him but they're healthy it goes back to what we said he's on johnson yeah right he's a little bit better version of carry on so and fortunately for us carry on is not piping up about that kind of thing well because so. carry on seems to be a much smarter man <laughs> <laughs> i hope i i also think that if if carry on were to put the lines in that situation they'd see like whatever see ya bye yeah. oh that's the fastest revolving door <laughs> they actually installed a motor to accelerate the to see how far they can throw people when they hit that hit the exit on yeah. that door it's uh quinn quinn did make some some area upgrades when he when he came yeah. in there and he uh worked with the team to do that. All right. Again, we're not doing next week. I think the week after we'll uh, we'll have a lot more robust content as things are opening up. The league has things happening. The folks are back in Allen Park and things start moving there. Uh, I'm really, 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 really excited about what we got coming. This is kind of like it's almost like the end of like a broadcast season and, and the start of a new one. And it, it, it always is this time of year when we started our show on that, that kind of birthday, it's always like, this is the dead spot. This is where the dead spot starts. And when we get to that spot where we kick the show off and we really start looking forward, it becomes like the, the whole new mindset and the whole new kick. We're going to put all the last year, all the last season, the draft, all that stuff is, is basically going to bed. We're now looking forward uh, to training camp and to what the 2020 season brings for these Detroit Lions. I'm excited about what we have to report for you guys and, uh, and the level of reporting we're able to get. This is going to be a... A big year. We're going beyond just a senior bowl. We're going beyond just training camp and the parties and all that. This is going to be, it's, it only gets bigger. And it does so thanks to you guys and all your support and help. So thank you, everybody. With that, we're going to call this a show. Remember, we need your involvement. Use the comments of Subreddit to give us your feedback. We appreciate that. It helps us make the show better. Also, don't forget about us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com slash The Detroit Lions Podcast. Twitter at DET Lions Podcast. YouTube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Watch there for some vlogs as we do some stuff 
You'll get some really good stuff coming in on that here in the next couple of weeks, too, as well as our week off. Uh, give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word, Detroit Lions Podcast. Or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS. It's 929-335-4667. And be sure to go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can show up in your ears automatically. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions Podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs. No problems, baby, because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection. Final seconds winding down, and look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.